Following Christ in 2021 is not for the faint of heart. Striving to be a kingdom man isn't about packing up and taking a vacation. It's about getting your mind right, your gear packed, and heading into war. It's more important now than ever before to stand up for what's right and just in the eyes of the Lord and seek His truth. This ain't a cruise ship, fellas. It's a battleship. So buckle up and get ready for the truth, the uncomfortable truth. Hello and welcome back to the show. We're going to jump right back in with Corey Perkins, and he had a fantastic question that we're going to go over now. Go ahead, Corey. Yeah, so you guys both have children. Um, If you had one last opportunity to talk to your kids, how much thought, effort, energy would you put into that last statement? Would it be important to you what you said and what you left with them before you either passed away or you left for some reason? How important would that last statement be to you? I think it would be the most important statement that I've ever made on this earth, you know, to wife and kids. Right. Man, absolutely. I think it would, a lot of thought would be involved. You would, you would have to, uh, try to tell them everything. I mean, but you didn't have time to tell them everything you had to, you had to tell them very quickly, you know, in a paragraph or so, this is what I'm leaving you with. Yeah. You know, it's, it's what it makes me think about. And I don't know if, it's kind of emotional, it, too. Like, it, I'm getting emotional, it, too. Yeah. It, it is. Yeah. You know, I think about the last thing I said to Addison this morning. I mean, what if it was the last time I saw her? You know? Uh, and and she was literally walking out the door. She said, bye, Dad. I love you. I said, I love you, too. And I said, Addie. And she turned around, and I said, make somebody smile today. And And she said, yes, sir, and walked out. And that was the last thing I said to her. And uh, I just think about... If I, if that, what if that would have been the last thing that I get to say to her, you know, um, you know, how's she going to remember that? Is she going to remember that I encouraged her to try to help somebody to have a good day today? Um, you know, I, I don't know. Um, but if it was the last thing that I was ever going to say to her, I just don't know. I, I think that that script would have, I probably wouldn't be able to read it for the tears that were on it. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So what uh, you've thought about this question before? Is there something that you would say if it was a last thing? I try to get my kids to think about eternal things, and I know when you're a teenager, you don't think about eternal things. It's pretty difficult, isn't it? Yeah, you think about math class. Yep. Um, What's the next pair of shoes I'm going to get? Exactly, exactly. But I try to get them to think about you know who are you encourage. I tell my son, he's ten, be a leader today. Like who are you going to encourage? Kind of similar to what you said, who are you going to encourage today? Um, so we tie all this into what Jesus said. You know, we're talking about if men knew the purpose of the church, they would be fired up about being leaders. Jesus got his 11 disciples together for one last speech, motivational talk. He gave them the purpose of life in the church. He said, here's what I want you to do. Go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of Jesus and the Father and teaching them to obey everything I've taught you. And then he says this, and just so you know, I'm with you always. I love you, basically. Yeah. He gave them a charge. He gave them a mission, and that's the mission of the church. A church should derive its mission statement from the Great Commission. If it's anything else, it's unbiblical. So my passion is for us as a body of believers is how do we take that Great Commission, that charge of go, and how do we get into our city, uh, into areas? My heart, like I said, I grew up on the south side, so 
that's in my DNA. That's not in everyone's DNA, but God used that story in my life to have a passion for that area, right, south of 80. That's where I grew up for 17 years. Um, there's a lot of hopelessness. There's a lot of darkness. There's a lot of great people, too. But how do I, with my passions and desires, form a team and take the hope of the gospel there? I think a mistake we make as church leaders sometimes is, hey, you guys, y'all come to us. Y'all come to our location. We're at 625 East Loop 281. Y'all come to us. That's not the gospel. No. You look at the life of Jesus. He went to the people, and that's one of the reasons they crucified him. Because if you're really God, you're not going to go be with the lepers. You're not going to be with Zacchaeus. You're not going to be with these 12 disciples that are ragtags. Like, why are you with these people? But that's who God calls us to be. Yeah, absolutely. That's uh, I, First of all, hearing you speak the Great Commission, I mean, I, 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 I knew it, maybe not verbatim the way you said it, but now I feel a little bit better about what I want to say to my kids if it's the last time thing I get yeah. to say. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm with you uh, always, you yeah. know, and uh, man, it's an emotional thing to think about. But um, so what's the plan? You know, what's the plan to uh, to, to make it happen? You know, how, how are we going to how are we going to bring uh, how does your vision of what um, your your passion is right now? You, you know, you believe it. It's the truth. God calls us to go out to to uh, to go out and, and find the people to be the light in the darkness. Um, how are we going to do it? I don't even think you have to find the people. I think if you go, God brings the people to you. Yep. Just like we saw. And we can talk about that in a minute with the block party. But I think if you go to where the people are, right, you don't ask them to come to you or clean up before they come to church or whatever the case may be. If you go to those areas where God's calling you to go, God's going to provide the harvest, right? The harvest is there. The workers are few. So if you take like-minded people like you guys and you build a team of those people, um, God's going to bless it. I really do. God's going to bless your resources and your time. So we have to do tangible things. What's the plan? We have to do tangible, practical things to share the gospel, right? We don't need any more philosophies. We don't need any more Bible studies. And again, someone could interpret that as being negative. I'm not. But I think sometimes as churches, we think, well, let's just plan another Bible study. There's nothing wrong with studying the Bible. That's very essential. God calls us to do that as a believer. But we don't need to, with our time, plan more Bible studies on campus. We need to use some time to get off campus and do tangible things and meet needs. So that's the plan. You and it's not my plan. It goes back to James chapter two, when James says, "Faith without works is dead." Right. You, you got to have doers. You got to show action. You show me your faith. I'll show you my works, which represents my faith. Now, works don't get you to heaven. We know that. Mm -hmm. But if you're a believer and you have faith, you're going to have fruit in your life. You're going to have works. You're going to want to help people out. He goes on to say in this chapter two of James, he gives this illustration. Say a brother or sister comes up to you, they have no clothes and nothing to eat, and you just say, "Hey, brother, I'll pray for you." That's not, that's not the gospel. Right. <laughs> I'll pray, and we, we do that. I've done that. I'll pray for you. Well, prayer is great, but if I have a way to meet that need with clothes or food or whatever that need is, and I don't do that, then I, I believe that I'm living in sin because God calls me to help those in need. Right. So tangible needs, build a team, go to the area where the people are, and just love them to Jesus. Just serve them. Yeah, yeah, and you can them. you can know. I think you probably told me this quote a long time ago, Corey. You can you can know what to do and all those things, but as far as people go, uh, I think it's a John John Maxwell said it. People don't 
care how much you know until they know how much you care. Exactly. And it takes action to prove to people how much you care. And it takes the love of Jesus in your heart and in my heart to actually show that love, that unbiased love uh, that that comes with, I don't want anything from you. I just, God told me to, to help you in, in the best way that I know how. Right. And, I, exactly. and I'm going to do it. And then pe- when, when people... When people feel that love from you, it's like the law of reciprocity, right? Like I'm giving something to you. Well, they are more apt to listen to you. And when you tell them Absolutely. about Jesus, if like if you just fed somebody, well, it's it's just like you said. It's 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 the way relationships work. It's the way God mm-hmm. designed it. You know, we we by doing that, we earn trust, we earn credibility, which in turn allows us opportunities. Yes. Uh, like you said, works doesn't get us there, but works create opportunities for us to talk about Jesus. Absolutely. You know, and whenever, and, and, and that's, the, that's the ultimate goal. You just want a chance, you know, just give, just give me an opportunity, you know, and if, if I show up, like you said, it's going to happen. You know, if we're, if we're going and we're serving it, I mean, I mean, we can all, and just just the three of us in this room right now could probably think of half a dozen situations where we've served and an opportunity has arose. You Absolutely. Know? You yeah. know, it's, God it's, loves those people more than we do, and he wants them to know the gospel more than we do. Yeah. So if we put a little effort into that and we think about all the things we put effort into, our, our, our dear lease, building a deer standard, going fishing and all those things, well, let's put a little effort into sharing the gospel. God's yeah. going gonna to bless that because that's who he is. He's truth. Mm-hmm. So... Um, I want to go back to James chapter two. He drops, James drops this bomb and he talks about faith without works is dead. Provide practical needs. And he goes on to say, um, he says, even the demons know there's a God and they shudder. Uh Like what's the difference between me and a demon? They believe in God. I say, I believe in God. Is it manifested in my life practically? If not, what am I doing? Exactly. I'm on the same level as a demonic spirit because they believe in God too. But my belief in God should result in practical, tangible things that share the gospel with other people. Right. Um, well, I think that's. Uh, I think that there's a lot of folks that know that and don't know how to put it into action. Exactly. And, and so I think that um, obviously I think that's one of your great talents. Um, you know, it's one of the gifts that God gave you is being able to form a team to go do, uh, you know, what, you know, God's called you to do and not just you, but all of us. And so I'm excited to hopefully be a part of your team. Uh, you're there, you know, I'm, 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 I've been talking to Shane about it. Uh, I've been talking to my wife about it. I've been talking to everybody I know about it. Uh, it's like, you know, this, this, uh, is what I've been God has had this on my heart just to serve and to be in a situation where I could use anything and everything that he's blessed me with to glorify him. And, um, you know, that's, that's where I'm at. As soon as you asked if I knew anybody that had a cook trailer, I was like, divine appointment. I know somebody. Divine appointment. You know? <laughs> yeah, I'm I know like, somebody. Yeah. Obi's you know? got a cook trailer, yes. by the way. Yeah, we and 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 I love to cook and I love to serve people with food and um and I and I and I have not done it. I've I've not either created the opportunity or had the opportunity to go and do it 
in the way that I know the Lord desires me to do it. Yeah. And uh, Corey afforded me that opportunity last weekend when we went out um, and and served together, and um, it it was just good for my soul. You know, you felt alive Absolutely. because you were doing what you're called to do. Yes. Fulfilled. That's what, that's what men need. They don't feel alive. They go through the jobs. They feel mundane. And I'm talking about believers that have, yeah. they're not engaged in church, but they don't feel alive. They're going through the motions. And I'm not saying that was you, but when you do something and you use your resources to spread the gospel, because that's what we did, you feel alive because you're in God's will at that moment. Mm. Um, so it's a beautiful thing. That's so good. But we, but as men, we get caught in these ruts and like it's like we're, Sometimes we can be miserable just doing the same daggum thing every day and going through the same patterns and the same motions and, and just be unfulfilled mm-hmm. and not do anything about it. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, so let's get out there and, and actually do something about it. Find some local ministries or your ministry within your church. If your church has budget budget to do that and go out on a Sunday instead of going sitting in a pew. Well, we don't, most people don't have pews anymore, do they? We have Chairs. Stadium chairs. <laughs> yeah, we have chairs. Yeah. Instead of sitting in a chair. Go out and do something and and be fulfilled, right? Be fulfilled because we're following the Great Commission. Absolutely. That's it's exciting. You know, I, I'm um I'm what's what's the next step? You know, um are we gonna con- kind of continue to to do what we just did? Uh or do you got some other things in mind? I say we keep it simple. Yeah. Um we find the needs out there. You know, we, we had clothes, we had a truckload of clothes and they went quick. Um, they were clothes that you and I and Shane may not pick up and not to say that in a boastful way, but they were clothes that families needed. They were absolutely young kids. Let me back up. We had a block party on the South side where we cooked burgers. Um, we gave away hygiene items. We gave away clothes, snow cones in an area that the city would say was probably a rough area. I don't mean that offense in offensive way at all because I live I lived there, but we just took the gospel to the area and we took 60, 70 people from our church to love and on those people. We did have people ask, "Why are you guys doing this? Like, do we need to pay for this?" No, we're here to love you guys. That's um, right. So we did have people sharing the gospel. We had people praying with with people. Um, but even if those people never come to our church location, God calls us to do that. Mm-hmm. So next steps are hey. There's 85,000 people in Longview. Let's keep it going. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, so, so specifically, do you, do you think that this is something that, and I wasn't there the other day, but I, I want to be involved. So is this something that we could do once a month as a church at that specific location, feed people, uh, get them there, give away clothes, stuff like that? Uh, what's your what's your thought on that? Yeah, we, we may even move it to different areas because a lot of those people walk there. Honestly, okay. a lot of people didn't drive. Now, some didn't drive, but a lot of people, we were in a neighborhood so they could walk. We passed out 600 flyers in that area uh, the week before, so that's a, an essential to get the word out. But I would say we take it to other areas, maybe even find some apartment complexes that just need love, and it might be a smaller crowd, but you're going to have more intimate conversations with those people. Mm-hmm. So, you know, let's just, I, I think sometimes you can plan too much. Sure, Let's sure. just find some areas and just go, even if it's a smaller scale, let's yeah. just go. Love on people. Exactly. You know, uh, yeah, you're right. You can plan too much, you know, uh, at the same time, you, you, you always, w- we, I always want to know that that's coming, you know, like that it's in, it'll, I'm, I'm about to get to go out and, and, and spread the gospel again, you know? And, and so, I mean, I'll, I believe that just like you said, 
you know, church is essential, you know, going again, our goal is to go out and be the church. And so not that I don't want to go to church because I love going to church and I love getting filled and I do get filled, uh, when I go to church, but it's a different feeling, um, whenever I am serving, whenever we did what, what we did at the block party the other day, it's, it's uh, it's more of a soulful fulfillment, you know. Yeah, and, both are essential, and you see when you drive out of the parking lot at most churches, but at Moberly, you see you are now entering the mission field. Right, right. right. You are now a minister, find ways to spread the gospel. So that's what we did, and I think both are very important. You need that time to worship together. You need that time to to serve on your church location because you do have lost people there every Sunday. So Absolutely. it's essential. You, you help out pre-teen ministry. Shane helped out with youth for years, and he saw – what they were going through, um, it's important to serve at at your church location for sure. Absolutely. But it's also vital to go out because if you don't go out, you're like the Dead Sea. You're receiving water, but you're not giving it out. So you become dead, no nutrient, no no life can live. You need both those. Yes. So I, I think there's a, I mean, we can talk about this for a while, I'm sure, but I think there's a, a giant misconception about what church is in America. You know, most of the time you hear, Hear people leaving churches because wow, I didn't really like the pastor, you know, or the music hypocrites. Yeah, music music just didn't didn't do it for me this week. Or like, uh, yeah, I know that person that sits across there, and I saw him at I saw him at the bar last night, and they were well, how how did we see him at the bar last night? But uh, you know, all those things uh, the devil has gotten his hands on what church, the conception or what people think church is and what it actually is. Um, so talk about like within the within the the body and the the actual doors of the church. What are we supposed to be doing there versus the misconception of, yeah, of what it actually that's is? Good. We we have made church a buffet. We, here's what I like. Here's what I don't like. And if they don't have what I like, I'm going to the next buffet. Yeah, those mashed potatoes weren't very good. Exactly. Uh, a, a mark of a maturing believer, and I read this in a John Piper book, is the fact that you want to serve. You're no more like Jesus when you're serving someone else. When you're cooking hamburgers on the south side and giving away clothes, you're no more like Jesus when you're doing that. So if you come to church with the mindset, I'm going to serve, I'm here to serve at this church, then you're not going to be offended by things you don't like. You're not even going to care. You're not going to be looking for things you don't like. You can go to church and look at, I don't like the way that that minister does his ministry. I don't like the way they have the lights. I don't like the carpet. Well, you're in the wrong mindset. Like if you're coming to serve, you work in preteen ministry. Can I bring that up? You're serving young men and young women that some of their parents do not come to church. You're there to help them hear and see the gospel and be loved. If you come with the mindset, I am going to serve this church, I'm not offended because I'm not making it about me. Um, mm-hmm. And right. we make church about us, and it was never meant to be about us at all. So It's funny. That's what we talked about in uh, last week in, in our study uh, with the preteens. What, what is the church? You know, and... And there was there was a few questions involved, and and what is the church supposed to do, you know? And of course, there's uh, Bible verses that, well, I say that this is it. Um, I've got this right in front of me. I had it. I think I had it at our last at our last podcast. But it it says um, in Acts two forty two, all the believers devoted themselves to the apostles' teachings, and to fellowship, and to sharing in meals, including the Lord's supper, and to prayer. You know, and and we talked a lot about fellowship on the last podcast. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, the next, in Hebrews 10, 24 through 25, it says, let us think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and good works. 
And let us not neglect our meeting together, as some people do, but encourage one another, especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. And that's when I think about church, I think when I think about going to church, um, I think about being encouraged by my fellow believers and ultimately uh, being uplifted so that I can go and do what he calls me to do in a better way, you know. Uh, I don't know if that's how I'm supposed to be looking at it, but that's 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 how I I, I I'm I'm looking for uh, encouragement. I'm looking to learn more about the Lord, um, you know, so that ultimately I can have more tools in my tool belt whenever the opportunity arises to talk to someone about Him, and um, and I I believe that I get that whenever I surround myself with a body of believers, you know, and so that's the these verses I feel like fellowship, teaching, uh, eating together, you know, though that's, that's what the church is to me. Yeah. You know, uh, it seems like it's so much about the intentionality of your mindset, uh, like be, being intentional with every moment that we have, whether that's at church, whether it's out serving, whether it's the people that you work with, whether it's the people that work for you, all those things, if we're not intentional about what we're about how we're spending time with them and how we're building into other people and how we're serving into other people. If we don't make our mind up every day to to do that for the Lord and, and not to just walk through life daily as just uh, step one, step two, step three, this is what I normally do on step four, and I'm going to fix my coffee now and blah, 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 and like I'm not being intentional with my day if I just go through the motions. And so waking up and having that time with the Lord and letting Him direct our paths each and every step is very important regarding our mindset because if we don't make that mindset somebody else is going to make it for us right what's well, like Corey said well, we're being intentional about building this jam up deer stand that we're getting ready to go put you know yeah out on the deer lease so we can kill a monster buck you know we're intentional about uh, what kind of what kind of spool we're putting on our fishing line you know i mean we're, we're thinking about that all the time but if we're not in alignment with the Lord and we're not going to be intentional about what we're trying to accomplish for him. And, you know, we, we talk about that alignment a lot, yeah. you know, and, and I just feel like that, that if you're in alignment with the Lord, that intentionality is a whole lot easier. Um, and, and it's, it's just going to happen. You mm-hmm. know, um, if you are thinking about nothing but, uh, the next hunt, yeah, you're gonna be thinking about the next gun, and I, and I think <laughs> I think that we can do those things intentional for Jesus too. Yeah, like when I tell our operations manager that works for us is that uh, his job is not to go mow grass every day, and that's that's not in his job description. But I said when when you do, be intentional about how you're reaching our guys that work for us. Like it's it's more important that you're intentional about what you're feeding into those guys than it is about you out there cutting grass and I think you know if we're thinking about the deer stand well how can we be intentional with our kids or maybe our kids friends that we could take on a deer hunt and and then maybe lead to a conversation about Jesus when you go on that and you you get in that boat you know uh, how how are we intentional about the people that are around us when we go to the sporting activities that our (laughs) kids are playing in don't lose your testimony (laughs) how are we being intentional about how we're spreading the gospel there pretty often don't you (laughs) Oh, Lord, help us at that baseball field. Well, you went back, you asked the question, you know, how do we define church? How do we direct people to know the purpose of the church? And I think 
a thing a quote I heard years ago was the church is one of the only organizations that the benefits of the church are for the non-members. Right. Mm. Yeah, that's good. For the people in the South side, for the That's how it people, should be. How it should be. Yeah. For the people that aren't even here yet. Now, we do benefit from fellowship and sharpening one another and all those things, right? But it's really for the benefit of our city. If we look at it that way, we know that God has given you spiritual gifts, God's given you spiritual gifts, and the reason you have those gifts are to benefit the church, the purpose of the church. They're not to hoard or to make yourself look good. You are to use those to further the gospel, and which is cool. The, the reason that God made the church was to save the world. Yeah. So he wanted to use broken, messy guys like us, which we are the church, to reclaim civilization for the gospel. It's pretty crazy. The only reason the church is here is God uses it as a vehicle to save this world. It's not about us. It's not a country club. It's not what we can get out of it. We're to use our gifts that God gives us. We have different giftings um, to benefit the purpose of the church. When you look at it that way, you're like, I need to be there because when I'm not there, the church is missing out. Not in a boastful way, but when you're not there and you're not there, like, the purpose of the church is not being fulfilled because God gifted you specifically to help the church fulfill its mission. Another right. thing we got to get guys to realize, you have giftings. Use those. That's right. right. Yeah. And, the, and, and I think it's important that the, the more that we are at the church, like you said, the sharpening, the more refined that we, we are able to, you know, just be, you know, and, and, and the more refined we are, the more capable and equipped we are to do what what you know you're talking about, uh, which is go out and be the hands and feet of Jesus. You know, go out and do what God calls us to do. Um, I need I need you guys. Uh, I I realize that now more than ever. You know, just from emotional standpoint, from a, a just a mental uh, staying in the right lane, you know, standpoint. Uh, I've got to have my brothers in Christ. I've got to have my sisters in Christ. And again, that is also what the church provides, you know, those brothers and sisters in Christ to, to pick us up. We're going to, we're, we're broken. You know, we're going to have those moments where, uh, like you said, Shane, we just feel like we can't get out of that, that rut. Yeah. You know, that rut that we're in. So, you know, there's, there's so many benefits to, to the church, you know, and, and it's a beautiful mess Yeah, it is uh, that God loves because he made it. And it, and it should be that way. It's full of messy, broken people, but we don't we don't boast in that. We boast in the fact that in spite of our mess and our weaknesses, God uses us to do things that make an impact, which is pretty cool. It's very cool. It's super cool that we can, you know, you look back, and we were talking about the on the last podcast, just the connections that God has put in our life, right? Like how you and I were connected, Corey, and how Obi and I were connected, and then how you guys got connected. And, and, and those, I think it was much larger than softball, that connection. Yes, I really do. Absolutely. It was eternal. Yes, and how God orchestrates those things, and and now we're able to look back and actually, it's we don't get to always see like how God works, right? And in the church too, He's always connecting people. And you talked about those spiritual gifts, and and if we're missing one, we're missing a piece of the puzzle that God intended for us to have to go out and share share Him with others. Is there? I think it's important to know what your spiritual gifts are, so that. Basically, those are your strengths in the spirit so that we can know how we can best serve him. Because if, uh, if one of um, Obi's spiritual gifts is, uh, you know, 
I, I don't know all the terms of spiritual Prophecy, gifts. Prophecy, hospitality, uh, yeah. service. There's probably several. hospitality and service would probably be one of his. I'll say service for sure. But if we're um, if we're sending Obi out to do something different than that, then he's not serving in in what God intended him to serve in, right? And we can all do things that we don't really yeah. don't necessarily fulfill us, but um, if we know our spiritual gifts, we're more apt to be fulfilled. We're more apt to serve in a manner that uh, that keeps us motivated and, and keeps that keeps us peace filled. Is there a place online or somewhere? There's got to be. You can search spiritual gifts, find my spiritual gift. Yeah, online. we actually have a connection with our church software that does that for people that um, join or go through the membership class. And I can get you some specifics. Maybe you guys can drop that on your next podcast. Okay. Two or three options for guys to do that. But okay. That's key to know where you your gifts lie so you can mm-hmm. serve in those areas. Yeah. For sure. I think that um, I think a lot of us can can narrow it down somewhat, you know, yeah. to you know what what do you what do you feel like you're pretty good at? What do you feel yeah. like what do you feel like your strengths are? You know, I know a lot of us, you know, we're humble, don't want to talk about our strengths, and nobody wants to talk about their weaknesses, you know. But but uh, you know, interview question of the century, you know, what are your strengths and weaknesses? I think identifying those and and ultimately. Uh, it sounds like that software identifies your strengths and weaknesses personally. Yeah. That way we know where to plug you in at the church too. Yeah. Cool. That's, that's awesome. Because we want people to serve again, because when they serve, they're fulfilled and they're attached to the body of Christ. They're mm-hmm. not just a, we don't just come to participate or to soak up. We come to serve. So good. That's yeah. awesome. Well, man, we're, we're so happy that you came and, and, and we're, uh, we're a guest on the podcast. We, we're, we're just, you know what we're trying to do here, um, you know, and it's 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 something that we're very passionate about, and we're so thankful that you um, you know saw that and and uh, just came to be a part of it. So um, we're excited also about being a part of the team that you're creating up at the church and and um, going out and and loving people and just talking to them about Jesus and and getting an opportunity to share Christ with them. So. Lots of exciting things, uh, you know, going on, and and um, just so thankful for you and your family, man. Well, appreciate you guys and your friendship, and the fact that we get to serve together uh, under the gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen. Appreciate everybody joining us today. Thanks for being with us and listening, Corey. Thanks again for being here. Uh, if you would help us reach more people for Jesus by sharing, leaving a review, um, hitting all those buttons at the bottom, go out and kick the day in the face, and we'll catch you on the next one. Thank you